Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy, Elder Sensei, one half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man, Tim Einenkel, at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. When President K dropped I Got a Man, I was a 13-year-old kid going to school in East Harlem, New York, listening to Public Enemy, NWA, still rocking self-destruction, and still rapping each track from The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. I liked this song, but honestly didn't cop the album. Years later, I did pick up Positive K's uh, The Skills That Paid the Bills album and was really, really blown away by it. I Got a Man wasn't nearly what was representative of Positive K's talents. And 24 years later, he continues to spit mean verses. His latest single, Make It Happen, featuring Greg Nice, is really dope. Positive K, welcome to the library with Tim Heineken on RapStation.com. Hey, what's going on there? Thank you so much. Thank you. Because when I'm here on the set, I cause a steering effect. I'm hitting bed like a dead in the wreck. Now I love us, but I'm here for the So, you know, I want to, you know, everyone, it seems that when you... You know, you listen to people that had that, that that had hits, right? They always have like the curse of the hit, right? Uh, either mm-hmm. it's like you you do a song and everyone wants you to repeat that song in your your next album or your next you know your next song, or it's not as popular financial wise as people think it really is. What was the positives? I guess also the quote unquote curse, if there was one, for you with I Got a Man. It was the curse of the hit for I Got a Man. What I mean, it was, it, it, it was a blessing across the board. I mean, it was an incredible record. Um, uh, I, it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, that's a song I mixed about nine or ten times. Um, they, they, it went through a lot of hands of a lot of people before I got it uh, finally produced. It was produced by, um, it was finished up by DJ Jazzy J. I had paid him to finish the record up, so that was that was it was great. People don't know that he's the real producer on the record. It was really great that uh, I mean Kane it started out with Big Daddy Kane, uh, and it went through a whole a whole bunch of changes before it got to. Uh, Jazzy, my DJ, who was who was the DJ I did have at the time, was affiliated with Bambada, and it got some records where where that that Rescue Me um, was was put on there. But um, the track was already done; it was just like flying the record in at the time. You know, right. that was about it. That uh, that made the song click. But um, there was a number of producers that went through there. My man Lazy Lays from MOP, Mark Sparks. Um, there was a lot of people that got to touch that track, man. You know, before it got got wound down to where it was. Jazzy did, did, did put the final touches on it that uh, that sealed everything up for it. The curse of the track to me was, I mean, I wouldn't call it a curse. It was a blessing, but I I, I maneuvered my way around it. It was just that um, for a visual thing for the for the video, 
Uh, everybody got. I, I thought that people would respond better to having the females, seeing the females in the videos, do the performances, and 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 they weren't performers. You know what I'm saying? They weren't performers at all. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of hard to get them there. And then next thing you know, they got a little. Uh, they got a little. You know, they got they got a little starstruck on me, man. You know, they got a little uh, little little divas. You know what I'm saying? They say I know they were coming with these ultimatums. We need this. We need that. And I'm like, well, I don't think you guys really understand what this what this really is right about now. You know. Um, <laughs> Um, I really don't need your cats at all, you know. But you know, and then I think they got the trick. They got the, one girl. I mean, she put me in the cat twenty two one day. She didn't want to come out and perform, so I was like, "Hey, here's your plane ticket. You can go home." You know, so I did it with two girls, and then I did that for a while, and then next thing you know, another one got a little uh, got a little deviation on me, and then I had to go replace it with somebody else. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. It's 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 not about you guys. It's about the record. You know what I'm saying? It's about and and, and basically, it's it's really about me. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, that was that was kind of the curse for that, and, and it still is sometimes when I when I want to do the full blown production and bring a female in there to to help perform with me, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, but I mean I usually do. I, I get around it. I, I'm, I'm so good at it right now. I could do it nine million ways from Sunday. There's ways I got to do that song, so it's it's not a problem. But that was that was the kind of little little hiccup in my uh, in my plan. I didn't I didn't foresee that, you know. And that was kind of like you know a little annoying for me as, as, as throughout the years. Uh, one thing I, I when I was doing research for this interview, I, I, I stumbled on a performance you did for uh, Soul Train, and uh, Don Cornelius uh, asked you a question about how you had a recording studio, I think in the Bronx at the time, and you were you were developing young artists. You were a young artist yourself. I think you were probably around mid twenties at the time. How did you like? What was I was wondering? What was your thinking in doing that kind of develop, artist development? I mean, were you kind of looking? towards a longevity and career like becoming a producer or did you or was it also like wanting to give back to the community or was it both or you know what was the thinking behind everything of knowing that you should develop young artists well it was a little, it was a little bit of both um well i started out is that i wrote a lot of songs for mc light and a lot of people were there when i signed the first priority music for mc light and audio too and so forth and the group alliance uh i did a lot of writing over there you know and and, and i came up as a writer you know that's that's basically was my thing um, I mean, I was a, I was a street rapper. I was one of those guys that 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 was I was the cipher guy, you know. That was that's how I made my bones in the game, you know, so, so to speak. And uh, I was thinking about doing like a production company, which is which I wanted to do. That's why I, I put certain people's names on records because I was I wanted to have these people like you know to be respected as producers, you know. I had my DJ name on certain records, but not as production because I wanted to start a production company and I wanted to be like take care of the business and have somebody be the face of production, you know. And that's what I wanted to do. Even if I hired producers to come in and do certain things, I wanted to have a person to be like a, a face of production. And I know production was not really my forte. I'm a I'm an excellent co-producer. I mean, I, I'm the one. I I really did a lot of production on the album because it's like I knew what I knew. The songs I wanted to use and things I wanted to put in place. It's just that I needed somebody to, to put it all together, nice and smooth. Yeah. That's 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 that that was that was my thing. You know, I'm, I'm great at that. So I wanted to do a production company. Now and then I wanted plus I wanted to give back to the community. And, uh, and at that time, I was working with uh, I was talking with Jay Z at the time. We were, we were working, and it was uh, doo wop from the Bounce Squad. I had, uh, I had I had I had worked with him, and we had an arrangement going, work being done with him and uh, an artist named Snagglepuss, and uh, I wanted his whole Bounce Squad to be down. And um, and I was working with Jay. We were we were to do a deal, a fifty fifty a fifty fifty deal. But what went down was that Jay uh, Clark Kent, the DJ, had got a, a job at Atlantic Records, and and uh, and that's where Jay Z went over to Atlantic with Clark Kent, and he called me and he was like, hey man, you know I'm, I'm gonna roll with Clark over here. I said, hey, long as you want, I'm okay, you know, because. Right. 
Big Daddy Kane was the one that put us on. He put he brought me in, then he brought Jay Z in, then he brought Sauce Money in. So you know we were like you know we, we came from that same fold. So I was we were looking out for each other. So that's how that happened, and that's what I was talking about when I was working with artists at the time. So um, but that was great, and also the Red Bandit artists that I had at that time, where where, where the Nine Dogs MC record came out. You know, so. Um, I. I... If, if, if we did this interview, uh, and I'm not, of course, I'm not going to stay on, uh, you know, I'm not going to just keep on talking about 1992 with you. But if we did this interview cool. in 1992, I would, I would, I would have asked you this question about the, the album, your album. Okay. I know uh, I got a man was the single that came out that everyone, that kind of everyone knew, uh, knew you for. But mm. for you at the time in 1992 as an artist, what song do you think? It could be I Got a Man as well, but what song do you think kind of best represented that the the mission or the the, the flow of that album? Uh, there was um, there was a, there was a few there was a few songs I, I could that, that that kind of summed it up for me in that album to say I was skillful that I was creative and um, and I wasn't just the ordinary guy that I had I, I was conceptual I was a great writer I think everything that summed it up I couldn't just say one song but I said I know was, I know the three that I'm thinking about it would be number one it was a song called Shaken. Um, uh, if you if you listen to all the styles that people are doing right now, um, that was like the first cat. That, that was the prototype of of, of all of that uh, that that fast that fast rhyming kind of a thing that was shaking. You know, and um, I, I think back, and I'm not going to say the name of the artist, but there's a, there's an artist that, that's not here no longer that um that that one of their friends said, hey, that's where he got that style from, and I was like, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> well, I, I said I knew it, I knew that's what it was, and I, I told everybody I knew that's where it came from, but I couldn't prove it. It's like, and and, and this person is dead and gone, and I wouldn't want to tarnish their their reputation or anything. But if you listen to the song, you can uh, there's not that many rappers that are, that, that that have passed away. You can listen to the song. And you can kind of sum it up for yourself where that came from, and you might hear that hear, hear a similar style, and, and that's and that's and that's where that came from. And and the person's right hand man told me like, hey, that's what he he loved that he loved that song, he loved that album, and and that's where that style came from. I was like, wow, I knew it, I really knew it. Something told me it, it hit me inside because. When I do styles, they're so original and so so far off to the left because I, I don't even do them twice myself. Right. You know, it's like I don't even do it. I don't even do it twice. So for somebody else to do it, it was like it had to be something crazy. You know, you had to, you had to either be hanging around me the whole time, or you heard it and you liked it. And you say I'm gonna put I'm gonna put up try to put a twist on this because I, I like it that much. But um, that's what that was. The song "Shaking" and and the song "How to Fuck with You Know." I think was really, really incredible. It was a hard record. It was like one of those. It was like one of those spit records with a concept that was just so blatantly out, out, outlandish and just to the point that it was just, it was incredible. And I, I, I just loved my flow on that record and how I just sat on that record. It was just, I felt so good about it. And uh, then there was a song called "It's All Over." That was the last song I did recording the album, and it was really, it, 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 it's a Tina Turner thing that I flipped, and um, I had that song for a minute, I was wondering how to do that song, and I rode around in my car, 
that night after the beat got done, I said, this is it, this is the beat. And I got the beat got done. I rode around in the car maybe for about three hours until I finished writing that song. And I wrote that song that night. And I said, I wasn't coming back. That was the last song for me to turn in for the album. I said, I wasn't coming back home, coming back until I wrote that song. I went to bar after bar. I sat in the car by the West Side Highway. You know, and, you, know and yeah, you know, I just got myself into the zone. And I was just throwing papers all over the backseat of the car. And I was just sitting there, turning it up loud and just sitting and riding, going to the next spot, go to the next bar, take a break, get back in the car and drive again. And I finally got it. And I think I recorded that song maybe about four or five that morning. When I got back there, man, and I was, you know, and I was really, I was in my zone. I was feeling nice. I went in and I, I, I nailed it, you know. And I really loved that record. That was a, that was an incredible record for me, man. And um, uh, those are the three records that kind of summed it up for me, man. And it, and it just felt it, it, that's the, probably the, the the best feel good record I got on there. That me rhyming that I really felt it kind of hit me to the core of my soul. I was like, damn, I really love that record, you know. And it's called "It's All Over." When yeah. I first heard the when I first heard the album, I it was just uh, for me it was uh-huh. the, the the diversity of flows you had and styles. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. just like, I was I was literally blown away, and I kept on looking, I guess, at the CD at the time and being like, "Wait, this is positive, okay?" <laughs> you know, like thank you, like, thank like, you, thank you so much, thank you so much because it's so weird that no, no one really, I don't think people ever noticed that because I got a man was so so big and it overshadowed the album so much that. I never used the same same style on, on 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 the record. I mean, each song had a different flow to it, it had a different style to it, and it was. I think that was so genius and so incredible that no one ever really caught that. And I thank you, I commend you uh, for, for, for for catching that, and you know, and, and really getting it because I, I guess I see you got it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm just I'm just glad, I'm just glad you got it. You know, I, I I think people just kind of just missed the whole thing because I got a man just really just. Outshadowed everything. Right. I mean, the first, I mean, you know, the, the first track on the, I mean, besides the intro, the first track on the album, Pass the Mic, it was kind of just like, I actually, I think I listened to it 10 mm-hmm. times in a row just to be like, yeah, yeah. Like, and, 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 you know, and, and because I think you're, yeah, and, and you're totally right. You hear, and I couldn't pinpoint who it is, but you hear artists today that totally heard your album, I think, and are trying the different styles that you were trying on the album. Um, hey man, I listen. I listen, and I tell you, I listen. Something I hear rappers. I said, man, that's what you would call it. That's 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 the that's my that's that's what I that's it. And I mean, I mean, it's it's it it identically. I mean, you can just listen to it, play one and play the other one, and say, come on, come on. This is twenty years ago. I'm, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this, come on. Is this me? Is this me being an artist? Maybe maybe I'm on my on my on my own stuff too hard, or or what am I doing here? You know, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm trying to be humble and say, hey, maybe nah, maybe it's me. But I mean. I don't know. Right. Just, no, yeah. Another track that I, you know, uh, you know, that I liked um, that also shows your, you know, your array of styles was when uh, in 2006 when you appeared on Nas's Where Are They Now a remix. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, right. Kingpin, Ron Bass, the original Spinnerella, Father MC, you know, all everyone. Everyone was on it. Um, uh-huh. um mm-hmm. when what was that conversation like when I mean I imagine I if you did, if you didn't, like if, when Nas kinda called you up and said, Could you write for this song? And then what was this collaboration like at the time? Well, what it was was that uh um 
he didn't call his people called me a matter of fact but what that is so he wanted he would he would he would be honored that i'd be on the record and i was like oh come on you know come on Nas is out there he's running around da, da, da. you know and he was like nah he really wants you to be on the on the, on the record man you know but he did he did he did shoot me a message back you know like yo, he appreciated me getting down and he he enjoyed what i did um I did the song. I recorded it at my at my spot, and I just shot it out to the guys, man. You know, so it was no really like we were just sitting sitting in the studio together, just working it out, having it out, and nothing like that. But um, the story behind it was is that uh, the, why he was so and you know pushing for me to be there would not do it because I really was like, you know, there's so many people on the record. I'm like, ah, you know, I'll wait, man, until you know. Um, he's like, they were like, nah, 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 nah. You got, you got, you got to do this. You got to do this. So I said, okay, cool. What it was is that um, way back um, when I was when I was trying to put all this together. Nas was one of the people I wanted to uh, to work with. Matter of fact, he came to me. He wanted me to um, to really manage him. Uh, but at the time, he was with MC Search. So Search got really upset with me because cause me and Nas were talking. Nas was getting ready to come with me with Nas until Search called me. And Search was like, man, that's my artist, man. What are you doing, Paz? Man, that's the, come on, man. That's not, that's, not, that's not right. You know what I mean? You go way back. You could have called me and told me something. I said, Search, I really didn't know you guys were like, you know, you were doing business with him like that. I mean, he came to me. You know, and 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 um, and I said, well, sir, you know, I don't, you know, you, we're, we're buddies. We go back to the Latin quarters days. We started out together, you know, uh, before we even had records. We used to hang out, and, you know, and, and do our thing in the Latin quarters. So I said, man, I would, I would never do that to you, you know. And then, you know, and I, I talked to Nas. So I told him, I said, look, man, you know, it's the right way to do business, and it's the wrong way to do business, and I'm not gonna take take you from him, take take him from, uh, take you from him. I said, uh, you know, work it out with Search. You do, you gotta do what you gotta do. Search is a good guy, and he's passionate about you, about about what you're doing right now. So you know, I said, I'm gonna pass on this, man, and you get, you know, do what you gotta do, man. But you know, he appreciated Nas appreciated that so much back then. He was like, man, that's 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 some real shit right there. You just told me, man. Right. I really, I really appreciate it. So, so when they reached out to me with that, I was like, damn, okay. So. I went ahead and I did it, man. And, you know, I'm glad I did. I mean, it was a wonderful project and it felt good, man. It was a, a lot of love came out of that project, too. Well, you know? Is it, is it different? I mean, you, you just mentioned you did it from, you know, you did it, you did it at your place and you, you shot it back to them. Is it a different yeah. a different feel for you? Or do you? I mean, do you like it more that when you're able to kind of create something on your own or do you still like that kind of in-studio with everyone vibe? I, I was I was never, ever. The reason I built my own studio back then is because I was never the in-the-studio person. I'm, I, I never felt comfortable. I mean, you know, cause I, I always thought that my talent was, 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 was a one-of-a-kind kind of thing. You know, I felt if I worked in the studio with a bunch of people that everybody would be doing what I'm doing, you know. So I was I was I was so secretive. I wouldn't leave my tapes any place. I wouldn't record if I recorded downtown someplace in one of them spots when I was doing anything, I'd be in there and I had to do it. I mean, I'd be it, it would be sealed and locked. You know, and nobody people people wouldn't even know I was in there until I left and you know, I was going, Paz, you were here the whole time, oh, I would came in. Like, nah, you wouldn't have came in. I was just I was working, man, you know, so I've never I've never done that, man, whatsoever. And and uh I'm always comfortable working in my own space, doing my own thing and, and being in my own confines, man. I think I get more creative. You know, I feel I feel free to make more mistakes, to be more experimental, to try things. You know, when you're in the room with people and you start seeing facial expressions and everybody's saying this and, you know, it kind of it kind of messes with your mojo a bit. You know what I'm saying? And I like I, I like I like to be to myself. You know, I'm, I, I, I was always the kind of the recording loner, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, of course, you know, you obviously have an array of history, but I also want to turn to today where, you, you know, you have this new track out with uh, Make It Happen featuring yes. uh, Greg Nice. Uh, how did this collaboration come together? And then also... Are we can, can we hopefully expect more future collaborations between you two? Uh, it's so funny. Greg Nice just called me. He's calling me right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling me right now. Hey, Greg, I'm going to hit you right back. 
Clinks right back. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's calling me right now. That's, that's how crazy is that? You talked him up. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did the song. Um, matter of fact, he and uh, I, I was looking for some tracks and whatnot, and we and Greg, we did a show one night, and uh, and I, I think I came out on the, I came out of the nice and smooth set, and um, and uh, we were hanging out one night. He said, maybe no, we can even get together and do something. All these years we've been we've been rocking. We we never got together and did anything. So um, I said, you got any beats or anything? I'm looking to do something. And so he, he came and he played some stuff for me, and, um, and, I, and I liked something. So he went and laid it down and, um, and at, a, at a friend of mine's house, uh, D'Anthony, one of the best engineers in the game. He mixed some of the biggest records from Wu-Tang to my stuff to everybody. Uh, uh, he laid it down, and then D'Anthony called me and said, yo, did you hear this shit that Greg did? Yo, I, I said, I said, yeah, but you put a beat down. He said, nah, you put a chorus on it. I said, get out of here. I said, what, is a chorus on too? So I, I said, he plays the drum with the fossil. Oh, my God, this is crazy. So I run over to the studio, and I get a copy of everything, and I come back, and I start sautéing it and, and marinating it and, 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 and putting put my, put my touch to it. And we did it. And after I finished it, I played it for Greg. Greg was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So he said, you know what, man, let's, 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 let's do an album. I said, man, you want to do an album? I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't foresee doing an album. I, that's a lot of work, you know. I said, that's a lot of work, bro. You know, that's a lot of work. And he's like, yes, we should, we should do an album. Let's, let's, let, me, let me put some stuff together. Let me find some things and, and let's see what's happening. So we started getting together, making the phone calls and, and, and talking to people. And, and people were like, okay, okay, okay. So we, we did another song and we were like, okay, this is definitely something we need to do now, you know, because the next song we did is like, wow, it really blew me away. I was like, okay, this is crazy. So we were, we so we started working song after song after song. We, we did we worked on this album for about two years now. Oh wow! It's about two years old. Yeah, that song is about two years old, and uh, and, and we're done. It'll, it'll be out in about four weeks. Uh, we we started a group. The group is called the Great Minds, you know, because great minds do what we think alike. Yes. Uh, it's Greg Nice and myself. Um, we have some great producers on there. We have DJ Scratch. We got Primo. Uh, we got uh, we got uh, Fat Cat. Uh, we got Ben Harrell. We got Easy Moby, we got the Justice League, um, and we got Slickwick's old DJ Vance Wright gave us an incredible track. Um, we are really kind of, and, and plus Greg's production, I think, which I think Greg is one of the best producers um, under, not mentioned, not even underrated. He's not even mentioned as a producer, you know what I'm saying? Because he produced a lot of that nice and smooth stuff, and he's like a great producer. And I, it's like he's not even mentioned in the conversations being being a great producer, which he is. Um, he did a lot of songs, and we are really sitting pretty good. I love the album. It's self-entitled, The Great Minds, and we'll be out in about four weeks. Has your approach to uh, making an album, uh, has it changed much or at all from versus when you made uh, The Skills That Paid the Bills? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It, it, it's changed a lot, man. I mean, you know, um, like I said, you don't got to be in the same room with anybody anymore to kind of, like, do things, you know. You can get on Skype, man. You can have a session with somebody on Skype. You know what I'm saying? You can be, you know, it's crazy. You know, you can be you playing the beat, playing the beat. It's like you're in the studio with them anyway, so it's, it's crazy. So, uh, I mean, it, it's it's just all different. The mechanics of it is all different right now, and the and the vibe is all different. I I, I think if 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 I, if the technology that that existed right now would would have happened back then, it probably skills skills to pay the bills would probably be, wouldn't be be the same the same. The same feel. It, it, I think it would, be, it, 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 would, it, would it, it probably wouldn't be a skills to pay the bills album if, if they're if, if things were the way they are right now. I, I I couldn't see not being in the studio in my own studio where I was. That 125th Street studio of mine that I had built was magic, man. I mean, there was something about that studio that was so hip hop for me, man. I mean, it was just 
everything that just came out of there was just felt so good and 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 gritty, but it felt musical and it, it had content and it was just I don't know, it just that that place was just in the right place, at the right time, and everything just felt good right there. Uh, there's a line in uh in the track "Make It Happen" uh, where you say uh, "Bound to Happen" since the days of Bob Backlund. Uh, <laughs> Backlund being a wrestler that had a, a career of over 30 years. I was curious uh, why you use what I guess what does wrestling have an importance in your life? But also why you use that as a reference uh, for your song for in a, in um, your song. Uh, I thought you were gonna go go to the uh, my name my, my name's in every mouth in the hood like old Keith. That's I like that line, line too. I like yeah. that line too. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with that one, but the Bob Backlund line is incredible. And you have to be a wrestling head to uh, who know who Bob Backlund was. He was the father of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Right. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund was like one of the one of the cornerstones of 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 what the WWE is right now today. You know, so um, so it was bound to happen since the days of Bob Backlund. That was way back to, to know that. That was that was at the beginning of, of of wrestling, the beginning of everything. That was the beginning of me coming up, coming coming of age. You know, of my awareness and my consciousness of myself. You know what I'm saying? I love wrestling too, man. Ricky Steamboat, Jay Youngblood, all of that stuff. Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, that was, I think I was so aware at that point in time of everything in my surroundings. And I was growing. My mind was so active at that point in my life. And that, that Bob Backlund reference just meant a lot to me. Yeah, we have to talk about you know we talk about uh the new school, old school, and you know veterans of hip hop, and uh unfortunately right now rap music is seen as you know it's it's considered a young person's art, right? Um, but people like yourself and Greg Nice and Chuck D and uh, are, are debunking that. Um, but for you, when did you realize that? I mean, when did you realize that? Uh, you I guess couldn't rap anymore as a quote unquote young man, and you kind of had a you know I guess quote unquote mature with your lyrics. Um, well, I would say this first big shot to Chuck D. He, he's, he's the only, uh, the only, uh, feature we have on the album. So Chuck is on the great minds album, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I always, I always wanted to be different. Like I like, like, um, my, I wanted my rhymes to be mature from the, from, from, from the gate. I always, I think uh, I got that from Kane. Kane always was like, uh, he was like more of that uh, that that mature kind of futuristic grown man kind of thing. I think I think my whole skills to pay the bill album was a mature kind of a. It wasn't it wasn't a, a just be saying things to be saying things. I mean I think there was a maturity to to what I was doing, especially with with like I got a man. I mean um, if you listen to I got a man, look at I got a man. I was really trying to imitate Marvin Gaye. I was trying to duplicate uh, the Marvin Gaye Tammy Terrell experience. That's what I was trying to do, you know, and uh, and, and that comes from my whole my whole background of, from my parents and whatnot. I mean, I played with records all day long. I had a day of extensive record collection, and everything I listened to, everything from Wilson Pickett to Curtis Mayfield to Marvin Gaye to Johnny Taylor, everything I had was mature. I mean, I didn't know anything of, of outside of just like you know maybe Grandmaster Blast, Fears Five, and all that stuff. And, and I was totally opposite of everything that they were doing. Um, all my stuff was mature, man. I think, I, you know, I always strive to be in the maturity of, 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 of my concepts and my lyrics and my musical content. Everything was, especially Night Shift. Night Shift was old Lee Moses loop. Everything was always soulful and funky and, and that, you know, that, that kind of grown man kind of thing that you can kind of put your shoes on and still be a b-boy with, though, you know? So that's where, I, that, that's where my vibe always was at. 
But uh, I don't know how much of a young man's game it is. I mean, I think I think things have really the tides have changed. Right. Uh, maybe with the with the with the, with the decline of, of 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 rap content these days, I think it has changed around. I think that the the demographics has opened up. I think uh, hip hop has grown up now, and and you got that thirty five to fifty uh, demographic that's in there right now. That I think that people are totally ignoring and don't think that you know that, that it's really important. Um, it's not always an 18 to 25 anymore. It's that 35 to 50 because hip hop is, 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 of, is of age. It's, it's, it's mature. It is, it is a mature music, you know? So, um, in my mind, I think that music, uh, the production the guys are doing right now, I think it's incredible. I think rap has evolved the what it has been. I think production is crazy. You got producers who just played it, who, who, who knew how to do the SP 12. Now you got guys who can play, play, Play with both hands. Yeah. You know, you got guys who play two and three instruments now. You do their own drums and keyboards and stuff. I mean, I mean, production is incredible. Uh, I love what Swiss Beats is doing right now, what Timberland and those guys are doing. I think these guys are real accomplished musicians now. You know, um, I think lyrically, it, 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 there's been a decline in lyrics. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not as excited and as enthused as, um, as, 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 as my generation, you know, from that lyrical content. I, I'm not impressed with that, but production is crazy right about now i think it's i think it's it's, it's wonderful i think if, if we can if we can switch it around and and get the, the my generation with these new producers i think it would be it would be incredible i think it would be a i think the tables would definitely turn drastically if, if given the chance right i know agree but, yeah. but, but, also, but i guess i mean also with the uh i mean the the, the fortunate thing is right we you have you have a satellite radio now and and, and internet so there's oh, that, definitely yeah there's yeah. this great push for it's, 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 there's a great push for for old artists to get their stuff out, or I mean, I just quote unquote underground artists to get their stuff out versus like mm-hmm. you know radio still still radio still pushing back, which is I, I imagine extremely frustrating. Uh, radio's going to be dead in a minute. It's going it's to be all about this uh this the streaming thing, and it's going to be about that. And radio radio has seen this day like it's like it's like the newspaper business. I mean, it'll exist. But it's not going to have the impact like it used to have anymore, and and you can see that now. You know, I mean, artists are, are, are eking out their livings and and become superstars without even getting played on the radio. So it's just it's not that important anymore, you know. So, uh, he's Positive K, his new album is Great Minds with uh, Greg Nice. Uh, Positive Correct. K, uh, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Einenkel on RapStation.com. Thank you so much for having me. One thing for sure as this world turns, and someone spit it out of the third degree burns. Switch my styles up like wigs and perms. Run up in the world like super sperm. Young ones must learn. My emotions on my trip just like Big Burn. But some of these pimps took a turn. Caught that tricky disease, but I'm immune to the germ. See, I got a link, but not that link on my neck. I link with bad bitches, y'all ain't hearing the bet. Now y'all ain't hearing me yet. Steering effect, I'm hitting bed like a dead in the wreck. Now nah, I love us, but I'm here for the check. And that took years to perfect. Cause I'm kinky like Rick James. I nappy head when it's wet. Yeah, stay turning it up. I be banging it out. Stay working it. Y'all make it happen. Oh, stay turning it up. I be banging it out. Stay working it. Y'all make it happen. Oh, stay turning it up. I be banging it out. Stay working it. Y'all make it happen. Oh, stay turning it up.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.